Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to The American Innovator. We have a very, very special show today. We have Ken Mogi on the line with us right now on a Skype call. And Ken is the author of a book that I've been reading. Welcome, Ken, to The American Innovator. Well, it's such a pleasure to be on the show. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you, too. I love your hair. Oh, that's <laughs> oh my God, you have the best yeah, hair in the whole uh, world. I wish I had that point. much hair. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're great, too, uh, you know. Yeah. Thank you. How old are you, Ken? Uh, 56. And I'm 58. How would you? 58. Oh, okay, great. So about the same age, I think, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Awakening Your Icky Guy. So the cool thing about this book is I'm really into Japan. Ken already knows that because we talked a little bit offline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love the Japanese culture. I love the Japanese people. I love the way the Japanese think. And so to be turned on to this book, Icky Guy, was just so incredible. I read it three times already. I listened to it audio on uh, on audible and it's just fantastic and i'm probably going to listen to it at least two or three times more so ken before we get going i just want to give our listeners huh? a little background tell people about yourself your educational background who you are what you do and then we're going to get into why you wrote the book i have a phd in physics from university of tokyo and uh, i did some postdoc research in university of cambridge uk and right now i'm half industry half academic person because uh, I teach at universities and at the same time I work at the Sony Computer Science Laboratory in Tokyo which is a fundamental science research lab funded by Sony mm. and I also do some television radio works so you know I'm, well I kind of describe myself as a scientist writer and broadcaster a bit like you yourself. Paul. Yeah, yeah. So. And how how many books have you written? In Japanese, I, that should be more than a hundred books. A hundred? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're too much. It's I a think kind you of were amazing. It's a kind of wow. fr franchise, really. You know. So, Ken, is this your most popular book? Usually, write uh, self-help books uh, supported by evidence from neuroscience and cognitive science and so on, but also write novels which are not so popular as i hoped them to be and uh, mm. yeah uh, i publish essays and so on some kind of a wow. i have a person of many things you are fascinating wow that is fantastic yeah, so let, let me talk are, no i'm nothing but whatever that's very nice yeah, of you but, i attribute a lot of my success ken i don't know if you're aware of this to what i've learned in japan over the last 20 years I know you are an expert on Toyota production system, TPS, and I think we have cross connections, uh, you know, between us. Not to mention Ichiro, you know, the great uh, baseball player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, he yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yes. he always, always, whenever he went at the bat, he pulled his shoulder up like that. You remember this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, incredible, right. yeah. No, I, I was just trying to say that Ichiro is actually an uh, ideal uh, you know, model in uh, lean manufacturing that, you know, uh, uh, really, uh, you know, the aspect, uh, the, the special subject that you are really expert in. And, you know, because his way of producing hits after hits and, you know, home runs, um, it's a very beautiful, uh, I think, example of the lean manufacturing system. In the game of baseball, uh, very important to control your bat swing, you know, arms and legs in a certain way to get a maximum uh, result. 
in the case of Ichiro, it would be the number of hits and so on. So, you know, uh, in order to do that, you apply very detailed uh, a system of uh, self-observation, self-discipline, uh, training, which is uh, put actually in the same ballpark, so, uh, if, you know, if you like, uh, as uh, you know, the people at Toyota are doing in everyday uh, work uh, manufacturing process. So I, I think actually Ichiro and Toyota actually have a lot in common. And you, probably you are aware that Ichiro actually came from that particular area where Toyota was founded. I didn't know that, Ken. That's fascinating. So, and I think it's fantastic that you obviously know about the Toyota production system, very process oriented, you know, very all about continuous improvement. And that is probably why yeah. I was so attracted to your book, because this is another example of how I can continually improve my life by understanding my ikigai. And yeah. it's just a beautiful concept. So let's explain to the listener what ikigai is. Yeah, uh, ikigai, uh, quite simply, uh, is the reason you get up every morning, because uh, you get up in the morning and probably you start your day with a cup of coffee or tea, and you take your dog for a walk and so on. So it can be these small things in your daily life. But at the same time, ikigai can be your life's ultimate goal, uh, what you would like to achieve in your life. So it's something that is in the spectrum of uh, small things and to the really big thing. So mm -hmm. I think it's a very uniquely Japanese uh, attitude to approach life from this uh, you know, spectrum of things as opposed to the Western idea of, uh, you know, um, for example, Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. <laughs> uh, which describes really important uh, aspects of our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, at the, uh, but at the same time, you might actually miss something that is, that, that is something small, but something that is very important in your life. So it's a realization that life is composed of these small things up to the really big things. Uh, that is, I think, the unique aspect of Ikigai. Okay, so let me, let, me, let me see if I understand this correctly. So if my Ikigai could be that I love getting up every morning and having green tea and watching the sunrise when I do yoga, that is really... That, the, that really turns me on. But at the same time, my ikigai is something as big as wanting to change the world by teaching people continuous improvement, the beauty of the Toyota production yeah. system. So it could be both, and they're both equally important. Is that correct? Sure, that, that's right, that's right. So it is this uh, diversity of objectives and values that is a hallmark of ikigai. And uh, I think, as you are aware of the Japanese culture, that is something that uh, the Japanese people are traditionally good at, um, you know, because uh, after all, Japan is a country where people used to believe that there were eight million gods. Yeah, I know. Gods, exactly. Different gods, just not just one god, but you know, eight million gods. Yeah, that that was the traditional way to think about the world. So the Japanese tend to think the world not as a place where one principle dominate, but you know, 
as a place where many different values can coexist at the same time. And I, I think it's a really realistic to look at your life, actually. Yes, and so this is a fascinating concept because, as you know, I teach in Japan all the time. I'm going to be there in two weeks, and I'm going to be doing two yeah. more Japan study missions. And I always get people to understand the Japanese are they they they're big picture and they're long term. They're not thinking ten years. They're not thinking twenty. They're thinking thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred years. They have this huge view. And perspective on everything, but at the same time, they're so absolutely precise about the smallest detail, and that's very important. And I think this is uniquely Japanese. I've never seen it anywhere else in the world that does this. And this falls, this meshes perfectly with Ikigai. Am I getting that correct? It's why Ikigai you, is you so potent. You are spot on there. Mm. You know, uh, so yeah, that's that's correct. You know, uh, you know, in the Ikigai book, I write about this shrine in Ise, Ise Grand Shrine, where they have been rebuilding the building every 20 years for the last 1,300 years. I yeah, couldn't believe the, it. It's incredible. Yeah, but yeah, in order to do that, you have to plan very carefully because you have to have a log, huge log, to build a shrine, and you have to plant the trees hundreds of years hundreds of years ahead for people in later generations to make use of so that's the long term aspect of you know uh, planning but as at the same time you have to uh, pay attention as you said to the very smallest details in the everyday rituals uh, conducted at the shrine too so as you say it's uh, you know it involves both short-term and long-term goals to do that. So I think it's in the Japanese culture to do that. As I don't know about the United States, uh, maybe not no, so not, not much. So much. No, not, not so much at all. I think that's why my, I'm so enthralled with the Japanese culture because this way of thinking has enriched my life at such a high level. I love my country, I love everything that it stands for in many regards, but at the same time, I feel like I've missed that. Like, it's not about just right now, it's what's gonna happen 100 years from now. Most people are not even thinking like that, but at the same time, are you getting it exactly and precisely right, or are you sloppy? Because I, my next book is Banishing Sloppiness and uh -huh. Falling in Love with Precision. Uh -huh. And that That's is great. all based on me walking down the street in Nagoya after being in Japan for 16 years and thinking to myself, what is it about the Japanese people that's so different from me? And all of a sudden I realized I'm sloppy and they're very precise. And so I realized it's, I have this keen goal of banishing the sloppiness and then falling in love with precision in the same way the Japanese they 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 relish it. They relish getting all these details right. They're all important. What what would you say to that? Am I correct? Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's right. But I should also say that I actually admire the American sloppiness from you know time to time. <laughs> yeah, right. but um, uh, but you know, uh, I, I think that well. So in a way, I think uh, you know, to make great advances or innovations like Google. Apple, right. Facebook, uh, you have to be sometimes really 
you know, brave to make yeah, huge steps like that I see. without paying too much attention to the details. So I, I think we can probably make the best of both worlds in a way. Uh, Beautiful. The American approach to innovation has its merits uh, in that you make great advances without paying attention to the details in the beginning. But the Japanese are good at paying attention to the details. So I think you know it happened many, many times uh, in history. For example, uh, General Motors and Ford, they kind of invented how to manufacture automobiles in large quantities. Mm -hmm. But then Toyota came into the picture and they mm -hmm. kind of perfected the process of manufacturing in their own way. Right. So I think right. there are merits to what you say uh, a sloppy approach to life and also to the way that Japanese people have uh, in uh, paying attention to the details. So I think we should probably combine the both of these two approaches. Mm, I love that. And no one's ever said that before. And that, that really enlightens me at a whole nother level. So there's a, there's a point where you need to be bold and not necessarily be obsessed with all the details for the sake yeah. of making uh, uh, significant and uh, jumps and improvements in what you're doing. But at the same time, don't miss the beauty of the long-term thinking and the preciseness and the precision along the way. Don't, don't abandon one for the other. Use one when it's appropriate yeah. and so forth. That's right. Uh, you know, uh, I really admire America for its inventiveness, like SpaceX, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. you know, all these wonderful new things. But uh, I would predict probably in the future, uh, space program uh, might be helped by the Japanese approach too, in terms of precision Completely. to detail. So I think, you know, it's a really uh, interesting chemistry uh, between right. these features. So I, I really appreciate for, uh, for your effort to make uh, these Japanese approach available to the wider world. You travel all over the world and, you know, you teach. And uh, I think, you know, in a globalizing economy, uh, we really, uh, you know, uh, we're advised to learn from, from each of us, you know, uh, the different mm. cultures and so on. So I'm doing my job as a Japanese uh, uh, to uh, make the principles behind guy available to the wider world. And I, I suspect that you, you write your books and I think, you know, without knowing, there would be some really good American inputs into your books uh, because you are in this right, wonderful right. country. So that's why I, I think uh, you are kind of spreading the American meme, so to speak, uh, to the world too. So I think you know, this, this conversation too is a very interesting exchange of ideas and yeah. I think it is so beautiful what you said. It almost brings tears to my eyes because what you're really saying so clearly in, in such a humble way is that we, we just need to have this posture of learning from one another and never assume that we That's know right. it all. And That's right. I think it's, it's beautiful and this is really the key and the, the spirit of the community that I teach with uh, the lean oh. community is so amazing, Ken, because everybody wants to share, everyone wants to learn, and it's really just, it's a beautiful thing, and wow, and I love that you 
articulated that, particularly being a PhD and being a scientist and you feeling the need for this humble approach to life and learning. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I can take you uh, tell you a very funny uh, example. Uh, when I go to the United States nowadays, uh, people are crazy about Wagyu, uh, Japanese beef. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, for an American dish, it's uh, really expensive, like $100 per person. But yet people order Wagyu, right? Uh, but, you know, the opposite is happening in Japan, too. Uh, People love uh, American beef uh, in Japan too. Uh, you know the red meat beef, and you know it's so different from the Japanese beef. But uh, some Japanese, including myself, love American beef. So Americans love wagyu beef, and the Japanese people love American beef. So I think it's a kind of a love, love affair, really, to you know respect uh, each different culture and you know uh, mm. appreciate its merits so I, I think we can have both ways uh, of communication you know uh, mm. you, beautifully very, said yeah you know and that really goes back to one of the fundamental principles of the toyota production system and that we talk yeah. about so much is this respect for people but what i've learned though in japan and this is a, a beautiful concept you probably are very aware of this but the Japanese have not only a respect for people, but they have a deep respect for resources. So they're yeah, very yeah. frugal in the way they manage things. They're not conspicuous. Uh, they're not they're not conspicuous consumers, if you will. You know, certainly they can be a little bit, but for, yeah, for yeah. their economic means, I think it's beautiful that they have a deep respect for resources and people. And I think this is a beautiful concept. And I think you articulated the idea of really, we need to have respect for each other's culture and take what we can and learn and improve with that, which is really the spirit of Kaizen. You know, uh, in the US, uh, I know Marie Kondo is a big thing now. Amazing, uh, she amazing. teaches how to yeah, tidy up. And you know, but for, for Japanese people, uh, her approach to respect, not only people, but also uh, your desk, your chair, <laughs> the you know things you have in your household is something that comes really natural. Uh, you know, so we don't regard items like oh, uh, here's a clock maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, this clock, uh, I have respect for this, and you know, and I oh, this is Kashio, so this is Japanese good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people actually make this kind of item as if it. It is a person. It's a, you know people do have respect for these materials. So I think it's in the culture, uh, Japanese culture, uh, to pay respect not only to people but also to uh, things uh, in your neighborhood. So yeah, and as you said, uh, I think that speed has translated into system in modern times. And I, 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 actually, I've been to uh, Toyota manufacturing. Uh, you know, to see the manufacturing process uh, from time to time. Um, the impression that you get is that people there are really happy to be working in the factories. And, you know, they, it's not like uh, the modern times, uh, you know, the Charlie Chaplin film, where people are forced to work in the automation. It's quite different. Uh, the, if you go to a Toyota factory, people are behaving really in a relaxed way not no pressure you know everybody can stop the line if they feel something is wrong you know that and so i think this 
coexistence of respect for people as well as respect for resources, materials. I think it is a hallmark of the Toyota production system. So, yeah, you're right there, I think. Wow, Ken, just so incredible. I love your passion and your insight in the way you see this all playing out. Let me ask you this, as we kind of wrap the interview up, what advice would you give to the listeners about life in general? Here you're a very accomplished individual, written so many books, a scientist, a PhD, and now this great book, Ikigai, which is just fantastic. And I, everyone should read it over and over again because it is just like so enlightening. What advice would you give to our listeners about life? As we have been doing in this conversation, I think it's very important to listen to each other very carefully and to treat yourself not as a you know, perfect human being, but some somebody with imperfect features uh, because imperfection in Japanese culture has been interpreted as the potential for growth. It, you know, sometimes people try to be perfect, but uh, there's no scope for further growth in Mr. or Miss Perfect. Uh, be just because you're imperfect, uh, you can learn from other th people and also you can, you know, grow uh, in yourself. So. I think uh, the greatest lesson of Ikigai uh, probably is to appreciate and embrace your own imperfection. Incredible. I've never heard anyone say that before. That is fantastic. Because, Do you think? Yeah. yeah. Be, and the reason why you say that, I want to make sure I get this because it's so powerful. Because essentially, it is in the imperfection that you have the opportunity to improve in perfection there is no opportunity so quit seeking perfection just seek to embrace your imperfection which will lead you to another opportunity one after another for that's right uh, I, I, Paul, I i think you are al yeah. almost almost perfect i think Paul, you are <laughs> but uh uh you know uh, i i think you know in one of these days probably uh if you count your imperfections mm -hmm. on on your plane to Kazakhstan or yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, it will be a great time for you to reflect on yourself and, you know. So you just said, I need to count my imperfections. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'll be fun. Fantastic. Ken, you are over the top. You exceeded all my expectations. Thank you for taking your valuable time and talking with us. And you know what I really hope? Well, I, I hope I to meet you in Japan. That's what I really want. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's thank you. make it happen. We will make it. Thank so you live. You live in Tokyo. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, I will go out of my way. We'll stay in touch, and if we can pull that off, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Ken. So let's much. do that. Yes. Let's do thank it. You. We will. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Ken. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs>